Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked, and it's time for a new show. It's time for myself and my co-channel manager here at Overbooked, Not Jeremy friend. Lambert. Not I, friends. Uh, I didn't say uh, friend. I don't even I mean, know why I'm here. Colleague? Am I, am I getting paid extra to do this with you? Depends. If people really like this video and we get it out into the algorithm and it's popular, then yes. Everyone always talks about these algorithms. We do this shit for the love of the game, Joel Pearl. Yes, and also once you invoke the word algorithm, it just doesn't hit anywhere. It's fine. The show's called Newsworthy. Here's the thing. In wrestling news, we've noticed that there are a lot of people who maybe just read the headline, and that's about it, and then they comment on it. And there's also a lot of really cool stuff, Jeremy, that kind of flies under the radar and maybe deserves a little bit of a rub. So... We got together and we talked about how we could best serve our viewership, our readership, the people who care, the people who want to know more about wrestling news, and uh, and talk a little bit more in depth about what we consider to be newsworthy each week here on Fightful. Really, yes. it's just to put myself over and all the great work that I do on Fightful. But it is uh, it is to spotlight 930s Eastern on youtube.com slash fightful it is a spotlight different content creators and different interviewers and different you know people who do stuff in the wrestling landscape maybe even different wrestlers that they didn't have heard of maybe stuff that you missed from the week but as a lot of people know i listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts i cover a lot of wrestling news as we're recording this literally nothing is happening in the wrestling news world right now joel pearl vince mcmahon didn't just retire two minutes ago that didn't happen at all. But a lot of stuff does happen in wrestling news that maybe you don't know because things like Vince McMahon retires does happen. So I wanted to try to spotlight these things and also showcase and be proud of my work a little bit because as people know I work very hard and people appreciate my work and I want to appreciate my work because most of the time I hate everything that I do. So before anyone thinks that this is just a Jeremy Lambert ego ride, it I is. do need, it is, first of all, yes, no <laughs> questions asked. I do feel it pertinent to bring up the fact that, and Jeremy will agree with me because he has to, I brought this idea to him uh, a few months ago, and we've only now just kind of come around to it because originally you and I wanted to do this as a quarterly thing, and then we realized there's so much news every day, we can make okay, it weekly. Okay, let's, let's be fair. Let's be fair to this. You brought this idea to me as, hey, let's put yourself over as a headline pop. Like, what were your best headlines of yes. the month? And I thought that was great. And we never got to do it because we're both very busy. You you just had a child, apparently. Uh, Supposedly. Yes. So we're both very busy people. And then as I started brainstorming content ideas over the past couple of weeks, I thought, like, I really want to continue to play off of the spotlight stuff and put other content creators over, put over other interviewers over, because I don't know if a lot of people know this, but people, a lot of interviewers reach out 
to me. I, I see a lot of shit, mainly on Reddit. Bury the Redditors now. I see a lot of shit um, on, on Reddit of like, why does Fightful be like, oh, use us, link back to us for the transcription. Like they're taking other work. And there are interviewers out there who are like, why are you getting credit for the work that I did by doing the transcription and you're getting the link back and everything. There are a couple out there. There are a lot of dorks on Reddit and dorks on Twitter who also say the same things. What they don't know is that a lot of times when I transcribe these interviews and I run it on the site, the people who did the interview will DM me and will be like, thank you for covering this. Like it led to big numbers for me. Like I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I, you know, like Fightful is a big platform. Thanks for, thanks for giving us a boost and everything. Like it was really good. And I was like, Oh, I, and I'm always like, I got more coming from it. Like it's a great interview. If you ever do these interviews, let me know. Cause I try to seek and find everything that I can. And everybody covers the, the Renee Paquettes and the Chris Van Vliet's of the world. But I try to listen to other stuff that's out there that maybe isn't being covered by a lot of big wrestling websites or wrestling websites at all, unless they're covering it because they are aggregating from us because I've helped turned us into one of the biggest content sources out there in the wrestling landscape. So I wanted to further showcase them and put myself over again. I'm, I'm not gonna not gonna be ashamed to say that i do good work and that i do a lot of work and i wanted to be like hey i had to listen to this i thought this was interesting maybe you should go to listen to this maybe you should go and read this article so we're not gonna do like the top news stories of the week of the top five what gets the most viewed and things like that it's going to be like i found this interesting maybe you missed this maybe you've never heard of this show or this interview before go listen to this and honestly this week I, I will say I don't think is the best representation of all of this because a lot of this stuff was more of the high profile stuff and I didn't get a chance to read or listen to some of the uh, lesser profile stuff. But that is the genesis and the basis of this show on a week to week basis for people who don't understand or want to understand. And this will be the only time I go through this and most of the time we will jump straight into the news. But I feel like I had to rant about that for a second. Totally fair. It's the first episode. We can get away with anything at this point. Let's go back to July 18th. This is the, we'll, we'll start with the first article that I've pulled up here. Uh, and it's of Steve Fall of NBC Sports Boston interviewed Claudio Casignoli. And the, uh, the headline is going to pop up on the screen in a second through the magic of post production. Claudio Casignoli isn't sure anybody has an answer as to why he didn't level up in WWE. Talk to me about, first of all, maybe what the headline what brought you to that headline and also maybe uh, expand a little bit as to why you thought this was a newsworthy article for the week from uh, July 18th. Claudio hasn't done like a bunch of interviews since leaving WWE. And in one of the interviews, he he did say that um, like, he's not going to bad mouth WWE or anything like that. We'll see if his tone changes at the stage show with Van Vliet next week. Uh, but he hadn't gone into much depth with, with his WWE departure and everything. But I thought Steve Fall, uh, who does great interviews, by the way, if, you, if you've if you not listened to to his interviews, he did the interview with Marco Stunt a, a few weeks ago that got a lot of traction. I think he does a great job. And he basically just asked, like, you know, in AEW, you're, you're presented like this big star. Everyone knew for the longest time, like, hey, push Claudio, push Claudio. We got the Cesaro section. 
push Cesaro and all and all that stuff. So he's like, say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What do you, there's the famous brass ring comments and everything like that, which is, which Claudio has been asked about before, but Steve just basically asked like, why do you think that you didn't essentially get that push in WWE? Why do you think like you weren't able to level up? Those were the words used in WWE, whereas AEW presented like a big star ROH, you're about to challenge for the world title. What was it in WWE where, why do you think it went wrong? I like Claudio's answer, and he said he wasn't going to bury anybody. So I get that. But his answer is just like, I don't know. I don't think anybody knew. And if I did know, and if I was told, this is what I would have done. Like, I would have done these things. So he's never really spoken about that of like, yeah, we think Claudio, he's been talked about as the most underrated. He's won that award like 300 times in the Observer. He's been talking about this for years. So I thought it was an interesting question to ask. I thought it was a very good question to ask by Steve. And I thought Claudio gave a, a good answer to it of like, I don't know. I'm not sure anybody knows. And again, if if someone knew, they didn't tell me. And if they told me, I would have done that. As far as the, the headline goes, I needed a character limit. I wanted to go with something of like, um, if, if, if I would have been told I would have done it, but I thought that might've been like a middle, a little bit misleading. So I just kind of went with like, I don't think anybody has the answer as to why it did. It didn't happen. So that's how I kind of landed on that headline, but it was a really good interview with, with Claudio. Yeah, it's worth checking out. And again, you can check it out through that article on Fightful.com. Uh, and yeah, he, it's, Claudio really does put over his time in WWE. He has a lot of positive things to say, but he's he's very honest about uh, how he was approached and how he was uh, used in WWE. So it's a good interview. Check it out. Uh, let's move on. So this is from July 20th. The, uh, the headline is Brian Pillman Jr. wants the opportunity to, quote, kick some ass after heels speak on his family. So this is coming from the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Tell us a little bit about this Brian Pillman Jr. interview. And uh, it was all about wrestlers bringing their personal lives onto television. That's where we got this article. Go ahead. Yeah, because Christian Cage mentioned it. MJF, when they were feuding, he had mentioned it. Um, Brian Pillman Jr. did a couple of interviews. He did one with Count It Out as well, and he gave some good answers there. I, I thought this was a another good question um, on, Univer on uh, Universal Wrestling Podcast. And, you know, like, what, what do you make of this? Because every anytime you hear like, oh, your your father's dead, your father's had all these issues, your your mom had all these issues, you always think like it's approved by the person or else they're not going to say it. And Pillman admitted as much like, yeah, like I get it. I get why it's said. And he even said like, you know, I use my name. I'm Brian Pillman Jr. So I get opportunities because of that, especially early on. So I get it. I thought the interesting thing was he basically admitted and said the what a lot of people were thinking is like they say all this shit about him and then he gets his ass kicked and he looks like a dork of like he doesn't do a very good job defending his family's honor and he recognizes that and it sounds like he's planting the seeds for a heel turn a little bit i mean if you watch dynamite they just got their asses kicked again and who knows what's going to come out of that but i thought it was another good i thought it was a good question and i thought he gave a good answer of like hey like i 
in listening to it, it this is not going to be conveyed in text, but if you listen to it, you can really hear the frustration in his voice of like, I don't have a good answer as to why they say these things and then kick my ass. And then I don't get any comeuppance out of this. And he sounded very frustrating that that continues to be the case. And he tried to make it seem like it's going to be an angle and eventually he's going to snap and he'll turn and everything. I don't know if that's the case, but we'll let, we'll let it play out. Joel Pearl, but I thought this is a good Brian Pillman Jr. is very honest about things. And if, again, if you listen to these interviews, listen to the one with counted out, as well, you can kind of hear some of those frustrations in him just like questioning what's going on in his position in AEW. And I'm not saying Brian Pillman Jr. is like the greatest wrestler in the world, but I understand some of the frustrations that that uh, he has right now with with his overall booking. So moving on, let's go into uh, July 19th. This one was actually a really interesting story. Uh, and and it, it actually got a, a fair amount of coverage compared to the last two that we've talked about. And it's Ric Flair reveals that he's dealing with plantar fasciitis and he says that Charlotte will attend his last match. So this was an interview that Flair gave to Busted Open Radio where he talked about dealing with the injury. He calls it minor. Um, but I, I personally heard it get picked up by a few different uh, outlets. And uh, Fightful was the first place where I saw the aggregation, where I saw the, uh, the the transcriptions. So talk to me a little bit about the the Ric Flair interview from Busted Open Radio. So he was a surprise guest on the show. And they had hyped of like, oh, we got a surprise at 1130. And then when I saw his Flair, this was the day after the match was announced. I was like, well, got to listen to this. And he said he was at the doctor getting the plantar fasciitis checked out. He sounded awful. He was coughing through everything. Uh, but I mean, he's definitely going through with the match. I like this was this is actual a big news item. Like you said, like it kind of got picked up everywhere. Busted Open's one of the biggest like wrestling shows out there. So it's not like this was undercovered or anything like that. I just thought it was an interesting story because beyond what he said of Hey, I have plantar fasciitis. You know, I'm going to go through with it. I'll just shoot it up. And if it's not, if it doesn't feel right day of, and we'll just go with it. I thought the, the way he sounded during this was, yeah, I can't convey this through text, but he sounded awful. Just coughing, like misremembering stuff. He didn't sound great. And it made me very worried about this match next Sunday. Um, and that was the biggest takeaway I had from it beyond his foot injury. He did sound, he did sound, uh, at least he knew that he wasn't going to be the old nature boy in this and that Andrade and Jay Lethal are going to do a lot of the work. He's like, yeah, I want to do a tag team match so I can be hidden. Like at least he was, he knew his limitations in that regard, but he didn't sound good in this interview. And that concerned me more than anything. So, I did. I found it very interesting too. You're right. It, it, he was, he sounded a little off and I don't think people really understood that if they didn't listen to the interview, right? It's, it's one thing if you're getting it as a, as, as a, a transcription and not as an actual, you know, you, you can't hear it. So it's good. I'm glad that you're able to give a little bit more color, a little bit more commentary to this. And I will, uh, I will say this. I've been putting, I've been putting interviews over Bully Ray, who I don't care about his opinions. Great interviewer. Like when he does the interviews on Busted Open, I tune in more often than not, even if I'm not like, oh, this guest is whatever. Because Bully Ray will ask follow-up questions and he will press and ask these questions. And I really appreciate Bully Ray as an interview. I've put him over on Twitter before, um, but he's a very, very good interview. And he was doing the the interview uh, with, with Rick during this and he did a very good job. 
I think it's worth actually putting that out there more because I think we get a lot, a lot of the time we get stuck in how someone's opinion may reflect on their ability when in reality, just because we don't agree with their opinion, sometimes their ability to say, give an interview or get an interview, uh, it kind of plays a better role than their opinions. (laughs) Am I right or am I wrong? Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, Booker T has a lot of opinions as an interviewer. I can't say I listen to a ton of them, but I would not put him on the level of like a Bully Ray when it comes to to interviews. But yes, Bully Ray is a very good interviewer. Yeah. So let's move on. This one's going to be a little topical in care of the actual headline. Uh, (laughs) This one is actually uh, aggregated from the San Diego Comic-Con. So you got this one uh, from there. The San Diego Comic-Con's ongoing right now as we speak. Uh, and was Vince McMahon was impressed with Tomasa Ciampa's broad shoulders. So this, uh, one, I, 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 this one flew under my radar. Like I saw it. This is from July 22nd. So it's from today as we record it, Friday. I saw it. I didn't pay much attention to it. So I'm actually very interested as to what brought you to to showcase this particular article. Uh, the Comic-Con stuff, like AEW does a bunch of Comic-Cons, WWE is now doing a little bit more. They're interesting because not a lot of people like do really cover them. No one's like seeking out Comic-Con panel, panels. And so when they come across my radar, I like to listen to them because you get weird answers and wacky answers like this undertaker uh had had some answers with stuff cody had some answers where he's like yeah find me a thousand dollars every time i say belt i don't care like it's just stuff that a lot of people aren't going to pick up but it, it's fun to, to pop me and tomaso champa tells this vince story of you know he's wearing the long pants for a while on early in his main roster run and then vince saw him with in like shorts he's like oh you got slender legs you got broad shoulders ah I like this good shit and so that's he, why he, we went back to the tights. And it's worth and, mentioning that Champa does a Vince impression yeah, when doing when talking about this whole interaction with him. So again, it, it's worth it always, seeing it if you can. It's always funny to me when I listen to all these interviews of like, no one will say Vince. They will say like, because Champa does the same thing. He'll say like the higher up. They'll say like, or the, the CEO, the, the man, they'll just, they won't actually say Vince McMahon, but then they'll do the Vince impression. So everyone knows they are talking <laughs> about Vince. A lot of wrestlers, a lot of wrestlers do this in, in their interviews and yeah, they, they won't refer to him as Vince. They'll just say like the person in charge, he who shall not be named, like New Day would always do that. He who shall not be named. And then they do the Vince impression. They're like, Oh, we're talking about Vince. That's what Chompa did here. He said, uh, you know, someone very high up in the company. And he goes, ah, shoulders, broad shoulders, kid. Love them. Legs are a little slender. <laughs> it's good. It was a good impression, too. Chompa did a good job. But I wanted to cover it because, one, I thought it was a, just a funny story. I like Chompa's impression. And the Comic-Cons generally go, like, uncovered unless they, they come from, like, me or, like, Andrew Thompson. We're the only people who seek that stuff out. Yeah, that's and it's a good one. I, I'm glad that we had this topic about uh, this, this particular story because uh, it definitely makes me want to go and suss out more stuff from uh, from San Diego and other Comic Cons. Uh, and then the final one, this was your magnum opus of the week. This was the one that got all the attention. Uh, I immediately, I'll tell you what I loved about it in a second. But everyone knows it. If you haven't seen it now, then you've been living under a rock for the week. Brian Danielson is sex. And a really good listener who has thought about faking his own death. This is one of the articles, Jeremy, where I had to read it immediately. I saw it and I immediately, this is from July 20th, by the way. 
I read it. I read the, uh, the, the transcription and immediately I loved the end part where, where Brian says, I wouldn't tell you my wife, Bree, because you would tell everybody. Yeah. But I'd tell the kids <laughs> if I ever faked my own death. And I'm like, <laughs> you trust your kids with these secrets, but not your wife is just a hilarious idea and concept to me. Tell me about it. I mean, this, the Bella's podcast is already very popular, but uh, what, what did it? Like Danielson has given you so much in this, this yes. game. So go ahead. Here is the, here's how the mind of Jeremy Lambert works for, for people who really care to know. Um, this is, this interview, this, this whole thing is actually two weeks old. This was, this was from a Bella's podcast two weeks ago. And I really? wasn't around because yes, two weeks ago I was, I was sick. I was very sick. I was not doing well. And so I was not on top of my game two weeks ago, but I saw that they just done a new podcast and Danielson has obviously been in the news with his injury and everything. So I just went back through their archives and I saw a couple of weeks ago that they had Danielson on and it didn't, based on the description, it didn't sound like he actually said anything wrestling related. So I didn't think I was going to get like Brian and Danielson gives update on injury concussion when he's going to return and stuff. I didn't think that at all. Cause I think it probably would have been picked up by that point, but I was like, it's Danielson. I kind of got to listen to it based on all the good material he's given me since he's joined AEW. So I listened to it and the, the faking death was, was one thing there. There was a, another one that, that I can't remember. Uh, oh, it, it, this was a story I was about to run. It was going to be like Brian and I might still run it. Uh, Brian Danielson doesn't like to be bothered with yes chance while he's taking a piss. Like That was a story they also told and that was going to be my lead of what I was going to run. But then he kept talking and he kept saying more shit. And at the end of it, they're like, do a daily affirmation. Brian Danielson just goes, I am sex. And just like, Bree's like, huh? What, what do you mean? He's like, it's an affirmation. You could wake up, you say it. She's like, do you, is that what you wake up saying? He's like, no, but you could. She's like, okay, I am sex. And I thought about just running the headline, Brian Danielson, I am sex. But then I thought, I actually thought this was too clickbait. I thought it was too baity of people are going to like click this and be like, wait a second. He doesn't actually say anything about sex. It's like, it's just an affirmation type thing, whatever. Like, ah, Fightful, ha ha. We already got stuff about that anyway. But like, okay. I thought that, even that was too baity for me. So I didn't run that. And instead I tied it into a bunch of different stuff that he said on the podcast, which was he thought about faking his own death. And the affirmation part, Bree is like, you are a good listener. And Brian said like, I want to be a better listener and everything. So that's how I just pulled that whole last block that they, that they talked about there. That's, that's quoted in there. I pulled that all together into the headline. And that's how I came up with Brian Danielson is sex. Also a good listener who's thought about faking his own death. And maybe I will run the Brian Danielson doesn't want to be hit with yes chance while taking a piss. I just, I really enjoyed this article for the first thing I mentioned, but also just like the idea of faking your own death is, is just fascinating, especially for a guy like, Oh, he was, he was very, so he, yes. I, for people who have not listened to the podcast and it's great. I actually really like the Bella's podcast. If I had more time to listen to like, non-wrestling stuff or if i just listened to podcasts and i wasn't work related i'd probably listen to the bellas podcast because i actually do find them very fascinating and fun um there, there's this question they're doing like would you rather either or and one of the question is would you rather know how you die or know when you die like that's the question 
And Danielson's thing, I think he said, like, I would rather know when because then I could go out and I could do all of this stuff in, in the time frame that, that I want to be able to do it and everything. And that's what leads to, oh, I have thought about, like, faking my own death and everything. Um, and they talk about, like, dying of, like, a thousand paper cuts. But it, then it comes back to the, the other question was, would you rather go on a six-month cruise with, your, like, friends and family or go on a six-month hike by yourself? And then I was like, I'd rather just go on a six month hike by myself. I could be out, I could be alone, nothing to worry about. And then that comes back around to faking my own death. I'd be gone for six months, wouldn't check in and everything. It'd be great. I'd just get away from everything. So they, they play this like either or would you rather type of game. And that's how the faking your own death. You could actually, like he says, he put a lot of thought into it. I totally believe it. Cause he's like, I put thought into this. Like, I don't know if I could get away with it. The age of social media and everything. Like, it seems very difficult to like fake your own death in 2022 but he's clearly thought about it he just doesn't know how to do it yes when he's like i tell the kids so like they aren't worried but i wouldn't tell you and then because you would spoil it and brie is like oh you'd have to like reveal yourself after i get like remarried and everything like if ever got remarried you you couldn't take it you couldn't see me with like another man that's how you spoil it's like yeah this might backfire on me (laughs) it's a great discussion danielson's so great and i love him and brie they're such a good couple so there we go. We got through a really good week. Wait a of, second. What? I gotta, I gotta, I don't know if you're gonna do this. So I'm gonna bury these dorks on uh, who wanna come at Fightful and come at me and come at Sean Ross Sap on this. Sure. I didn't know if you're gonna ask this, Joel. It seems like you were ready to wrap this up. I'm, I'm, I'm getting not ready started for this. Too. All right. Well, see, I gotta bury some people. So when I write these headlines, clearly it's not actual wrestling news, uh, it's just a wrestler saying this shit. But people are in the comments and they're like, why is this a headline? Do people proofread this stuff? Oh, Fightful is horny again. Sean Rossap is horny again. He's rubbing thighs some more. What are we doing out here? One, people clearly don't read the byline. Is The byline's right there. It says it's me. Two, we do this dumb shit all the time, especially me. Like, if a wrestler says some of this stuff, I like to run it because I think it's fun. As long as it's not, I don't like getting political or anything like that. As long as it's not, like, super outrageous or super offensive, I'm going to run stuff like this because it's funny to me and it pops me. And Sean Rossab just kind of lets me do whatever I want. When you say, like, Fightful is horny because Veer is coming and all this stuff, we're having fun with this stuff. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Veer, Veer makes his debut. That People wouldn't even run the Danielson headline. I'm sure that didn't get aggregated anywhere, but it did the most impressions we did all week. Uh, but people have fun with this stuff. It's stupid pro wrestling. Pro wrestling is the right. dumbest sport in the world. Let me run Brian Danielson, his sex headlines. I do really appreciate when people uh tag sean and be like oh look at sean he's so horny and all this stuff and sean's like people can't read the byline i always appreciate and this is where i will give gratitude and thanks to a lot of people when they immediately tag me and they're like oh this is a this is a jeremy headline i like that i have this brand that people know that like oh yeah jeremy wrote this this is is something he would do this is great everyone pops for it and everything i say it a million times i love a good pop sammy zane has actually said it i love a good pop I love to pop the boys. I like just popping myself. A lot of this stuff you do just to pop yourself and hope others have fun with it as well. And for the most part, 90% of people out there, maybe even higher, enjoy it. They have fun with it. They appreciate that I do these stupid headlines like this. And people will say it's like clickbait. It's like, this is what's actually said out there. All right, everybody? Like, people appreciate it. For all the dorks out there who don't appreciate it, don't find it funny, keep it to yourself. 
All right, move on. Go enjoy your your fake news stuff. Go enjoy your generic news that everybody else is going to run. All right, let us have some fun over here at Fight. Yeah. Listen, honestly, like if you want if you want the serious scoops and you want all that, just go subscribe to FIFA Select if you like come on. Just go get it from there. Like, I'm not going to show... Sean is out here reporting on Brian Pillman Jr.'s hair conditioner and stuff. Wait, that's go. serious over here. I got, I got, now I got Sean in my DMs about this. I need, wow, he's like reading my mind. Anyway, Jeremy, I think you're right. There's plenty of serious news, but all the fun stuff is afterwards. It's the stuff that we get to talk about here. So, I'm going to get out of here. Let's get out of here. Jeremy Lambert, thank you. This is the first Newsworthy. Folks, we'll be back. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 